This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchem Abam. Welcome everyone. We continue in Daf Shavua. We're learning Yivamis Daf Lamed Vav Amod Beis. We learned that in general the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan. However, there are three notable exceptions that the halacha is like Reish Lakish. The first one was regarding Bias v'Chalitzas Meuberes that. Uh, we paskin like Rishlakish, Chalitzas, Muberes, Loishma, Chalitza. Secondly, regarding the halacha, that we know that if you do, you're, the only way around the halacha that all the children get equal portions of the Risha with the Bechar getting a double portion is if somebody gives a matana mechayim. In other words, if you give a gift while you're still alive, then you could give all children equally, and the Bukhar doesn't have to get double. However, if you use a Lashon of Yerusha, then uh, you cannot overcome the Dine Torah, because you're being Masna Amashikasa Batayra. The Torah says Bukhar gets double, everybody else gets an equal share. So if you use a Lashon of Yerusha, then you cannot make this uh, gift Mechayim. What if you use uh, a Lashon of Matana and Yerusha? Then the Lashon of Matana overcomes the Lashon of Yerusha. However, however, if you say matana to one and Yerusha to another, so while some Amaram hold that as long as you use Alashna matana to someone, that uh, overrides the Dine Torah that the Bechar gets double. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Rishlakish is of the opinion that you must use the Lashon of Matana to each person. If you use uh, Yerusha to one and Matana to another, Rishlakish is of the opinion that the Lashon of Matana will not help you overcome the Lashon of Yerusha. Now, uh, now we're going to see the third instance where we say that uh, we paskin like Rishlakish. We're up to... Ve'idach, the third line on Lamed Vav Amen Beis. Ve'idach, we learned in a brisa that really it should say Ve'idach de Tanya. It should say the excuse me, the Tanan. We learned in a Mishnah. Hakoisev kol nechasav levnoi laachar moisai. If you write all your possessions to your son after your death, after his death. Meaning you say, I'm giving, pal, kid, I'm giving you everything from today and after death. What does the father mean? The father means you own the actual land today and the produce you don't own until I die. So in the interim, the father owns the payrois, but the kid owns the karka. Okay, you got it? So the, that's the Lashon of La'achar Misa. Ha'koisev kol nechasav levnoi la'achar Misa. One who writes all his possessions to his son after death. So he's basically giving the kid the, the real estate, Mechayim, and the produce, La'achar Misa. So now the question is, what if in the interim, somebody wants to sell it? You hear the case? Somebody's writing his Nechasim to his son after his death. So in the meantime, the father owns the payrois. But the kid owns the real estate. Ha'av eno limkar. The father is not able to sell. Why? The kid owns it. It's the kid's uh, karka. So someone who writes his nechassim to his son after death, the father cannot sell because he's giving it uh, 
he gave it to his son, he gave the son the real estate. How are you supposed to sell real estate that you don't own, you just own the fruits. But the kid can't sell it, because the father has rights of usage. What happened? So nobody could sell it. If the father sold it, so what do we say? If, what's halach what's if the father sold it? Mechurin, it's sold to the buyer, that the buyer could consume the fruits as long as the father's alive. But once the father dies, then, in other words, the father gave everything to the kid. He gave the kid the land and he gave the kid the fruits after the father dies. So, we say as follows. The, if the father sold it, it's sold until the father dies. Machar haben, if the son sells it, then ain't lekechlam. The buyer doesn't get anything because right now the rights of the fruits belongs to the father. Until the father dies. So if the father sells it, the buyer gets the fruits until the father dies. If the kid sells it, the buyer doesn't get anything until um, the father dies. So, right, okay, so we got that clear. The father sells it, he's selling his fruits. Until he dies. If the kid sells it, the buyer gets nothing until the father dies, because in the meantime it's the father's fruits. We learned, If the son sold it in the lifetime of the father. So we said if the son sold it in the lifetime of the father, the, the buyer doesn't get anything. And now, Umeis Haben. The son sold in lifetime of the father, so he wasn't selling anything, and the son died. Bechayav in the lifetime of the father. And then the father dies. So the son sold something that one day he would be able to sell. The problem is, he sold it and the son died, and then the father inherited it. And the son died, Bechayav. The buyer doesn't get anything. Because basically, what is the son selling? Nothing. He didn't know, he, he couldn't sell the fruits that belonged to the father. And the son died. And then the father died. Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion the son did not sell anything. And the buyer did not acquire anything. Rishlakish says, The buyer acquired. The buyer gets it. Even though at the time the son sold it, the buyer didn't get anything, because he's selling fruits and the son doesn't own the fruits. But he is selling his ultimate right in it, and then one day when the father dies, the loikach owns it. The Gemara explains, Rabbi Yochanan says the buyer doesn't get anything, because the father owned the fruits, and he's considered the main owner, Kenyan Peiroiz Kenyan Haguftami. The ownership of fruits is like the ownership of the actual item. And therefore, when the son sold, basically what was the son selling? He was selling the real estate, but the father owned the, pr- the fruits. So that means, the, that means the father was the real owner. father was the real owner, the son could not sell anything in the lifetime of the father. Rishlakish says that the buyer did purchase something. 
because the son was the real owner. Because the Kenyan Paris lav Kenyan haguf dami, and we paskin like Rish Lakish that if the son sold b'chayi av and then the son died and then the father died, the sale is a sale Kenyan Paris lav Kenyan haguf dami. Okay, weiter. Now we proceed in the Holy Gemara. We go to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, if you marry Yuvama and she turned out to be pregnant, and Ein Vlad ben Kayama Yikayim, which according to Rabbi Yochera means uh, you hit the jackpot, you keep her. The Yibam you did was a good Yibam because Bias Mubar Shmabia. Rish Lakish says, no, Bias Mubar Lav Shmabia. However, you stay with her. There was Zika, and you remain with her. Midi says, Where we say Tigadlenu. And uh, on Sunday in the Eon Show, we discussed uh, the Toysis. Toysis is saying this is like a Katan Shabal Al Yevimtai. Other Rishonim have a different take on it. Um, Alan asked last time, L'chayra, it's Eishas Ach Shalai B'maka Mitzvah. So Toysa says, no, the only reason it's not a Bia, the, the Rajma says, the only reason it's not a Bia is because it says, Ubein Einloi, and uh, she's pregnant. But there was Zika, and therefore it's not considered living with an Eishas Ach Shalai B'maka Mitzvah. Ayin Sham Torah any time where we where we uh, read that uh, Rabbi Shmuel Rizovsky basically learns that you need the Rajba and you need Taisvis. Remember correctly that basically there are two questions. Question number one is since you're Pater from Yibam. She's an erva of an Eshasach. And even if you're not potter from Yibam, you're not Mekayim the mitzvah of Yibam. So she should be Asr Alt Eshasach. Ayin Sham in the Toysis and the Rajba. But the bottom line is Rishlakish holds. The first Bia was not good, but you need to do a second Bia. Yikayim means Yachsar v'yivol v'yikayim. Right? You got the case. You did Bia to Mubaras. Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion you got it good because it turned out to be the child is not viable. And Rishlakish holds, uh, even though it's not considered living with an Eshazach, but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, the halacha is that um, you are, uh, it's considered a good bia, and therefore uh, you do bia again. Yachsar, v'yival, v'yakayim. Okay, so the Gemara says as follows Tana Mishum Rebelazar. Everything we learned so far is the opinion of the Chachamim. But not everybody agrees with the Chachamim. Who doesn't agree with the Chachamim? Tana Mishum Rebelezer Amru Yoytzi Begat. Right, very nice. You did Yibam. And the Yibam is effective. And now guess what? You got to divorce her. The opinion of Rebelezer, you got to divorce You know why you have to divorce her? Because you're not supposed to do Yibam to a pregnant lady. And if you took a chance, she could have had a viable kid. And if it would have been a viable kid, you would have been living with an, an Eishazach. 
So you weren't, very nice, you did it, and it was effective, you guessed right, you won the lottery, you won the mega billions, whatever you won. But you weren't allowed to play the game. So since you played the game wrongfully, you have to, you have to get divorced. That's the sheet of Rebbe Lazar. Yoytzi beget. But you wouldn't do B again. You wouldn't do B again. You just write on the spot have to divorce. Right? You gotta write on the spot divorce, sir. Now, does that fit in according to everyone? Rashi says, what does it mean you divorce her? Um, even though the, the Vlad was not viable, we knas you. What does that mean, we knas you? We, um, the Yoitzi beget, you are divorced with a get, Mishum de Nichna, you have to go out with a get, because you entered Safek Isra Eshasach, I, Igloi Milsalem Afreya, that you did a good Yibum, fine, but you now have to give a get, and no Chalitza needed. Now wait a second. The Rishonim ask, no Chalitza needed only makes sense in Rabbi Yechanan. Because you did a good bia, and the bia was effective, and the yibum was effective, so now you have to divorce her. Not because there was anything wrong with the yibum, just because uh, we want to punish you for taking the chance. But in Reish Lakish, you didn't even do yibum yet. The yibum is not effective. So if the yibum is not effective, then why does it say yoitzi beget lechayra? you have to give some kind of chalitza. Because you're not, you, need, you never consummated a yibam, Reish Lakish holds, So the simple pshat is, it means Reish Lakish is yikayim. In Reish Lakish, basically what you do is you do bia again. The second bia after the kid is not alive is a good yibam. After which you have to do, give a get, because we knas you. That's pashib pshat in what the Gemara is saying in the way Rish Lakish would learn it. That, Re, that Rav Lazar says you have to divorce her. Amar Rava, Rava said, Rav Meir, Rabbi Lazar, Amru Dabar Echad. Rav Meir and Rabbi Lazar, they both say the same thing. Rav Lazar, Amru, Rav Lazar, that which we said, that since you took a wrong chance, so you gotta give a get. How about Rav Meir? that which we learned in the halacha is you're not to get married to a woman who's pregnant or a woman who's nursing. Because if you get married to her, then you might impregnate her again and it's going to jeopardize the first pregnancy. Or you might, uh, if she's nursing, it's going to ruin uh, her milk. So you're not to get married to a woman who's pregnant or a woman who's nursing. And if you married her, Yoitzi, you have to divorce her. You can never take her back. That's the sheet of Rameir. Yoitzi. Chamim say, no. You just uh, separate from her. We'll see how. Once she gives birth and she uh, finishes nursing. When it comes time to remarry her, don't knas so much. They say you can't stay with her while she's nursing or pregnant, but you could take her back. 
Rabbi Meir says you can't take her back. Says Gemara Rabbi Lezer, who says that since you were Miyabim, a woman who was a Mubarsi, you were not allowed to, you have to divorce her. That is consistent with Rameir, who says if you marry a Mubaris or Menekes Chaviroi, you have to divorce her, you can never take her back. Who told you Rabbi Lezer and Rameir have to agree to each other? Dilmalohi, maybe it's not true. Ad kan loy kam Reb Lezer hacha. Reb Lezer only said over here you have to get divorced. Mishum de kapaga be'israishes achdai raisa because you took a really bad chance. You took a chance on an israishes raisa of israishes achmedai raisa. That kind of chance we say, Charlie, what are you doing? Not that his name is definitely Charlie, even if his name is not Charlie. We still say, what are you doing? Because you're 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 entering a possibility of isra eshes achdei raisa avul hasam but marrying muuberes chaveroi or meinekes chaveroi which is only isra derabanan because you're gonna uh, jeopardize the pregnancy or the nursing so maybe Rebbe Lazar would say we don't kenas you avul hasam derabanan krabanan tzvirlei maybe Rebbe Lazar would hold like derabanan that surely while she's pregnant or nursing you can't stay with her but once uh, that's over you could take her back inami or you could flip it the other way. Maybe Reb Meir only knas says if you marry Muberes Chaveru Meinekes Chaveroi Elamishum Drabanan because it's an Eser Drabanan. And if it's an Eser Drabanan, you know the rabbis are prone to be violated. The rabbis are very susceptible to be treated lightly. So a mayor has to enforce the din derabanan, and the rabbis made a strengthening to their words, more than the Torah law. But over here, where you're dealing with the din derabanan, you don't have to uphold it. We don't have to uphold such a law, because people will separate it on their own, and people will know not to be miyabim mubaras chaveroi. Next shtickle. The Chachamim are of the opinion that if you live with Mubaraz Chavim and Ekes Chaveroi, you separate until the time comes to get back together. Does that mean you separate or do you have to actually divorce her? It says, You have to divorce her with a get. This is also evidenced by the following. It says, You take her out, you remove her. It doesn't say you separate. That implies you might see her with a get. New Gemara. Sroli, you ready for New Gemara? I'm with you, yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. That's what I was hoping for. Okay. So we have a, a, a new Gemara. Michael, you were asking about this yesterday regarding um, a Nafel. You know, at what point in time do we know that a child is not an Eiffel? Are we suspicious? In other words, the halacha is that if a woman has a kid, I don't think she has to wait 30 days to go marry. If a, if a woman has a kid, we assume the kid's going to be viable and uh, she's not going to be a bar yibam. Uh, especially if she gave birth in full term. In other words, a woman who gives birth after 9 months and the kid's 15 days old, she can marry Lashuk. She's not stuck to the Yavam. Oh, maybe maybe the kid will die. We don't have to worry. Chazaka. But so why do we do a piyon at 30 days? Isn't that the whole reason why we wait 30 days to do a piyon? Um... What 30 days? 
first song that comes uh we have to wait 30 days before we do the the pinyon with the cohen right oh the pinyon yeah and that's for that reason because the son the child is not viable so we have to give it 30 days to make sure that the, the son is viable hmm Oh, maybe because Brachel of Atala is a Da'iraisa, according to the Rambam. So we don't want to make, we're very scared of Brachel of Atala. But, but for halachic purposes, I don't think we're choyshesh, that the child maybe is not a Ben Kayama. Let's see. Okay, I hear your point. We learned over there. Any among humans, if the kid survives thirty days, he's not a he's not a Loisha, but if uh, the kid doesn't make it thirty, in other words, if the kid dies day thirty-two, he's a viable kid. Even though it sounds strange, I mean, there's no cause of death. So why would you say he's a viable kid? No, he's a viable kid. But if the kid is 15 days old, it's a suffix. In other words, 32 days old, he's not an Eiffel, and he potters the mother from Chalitza. But if he's 15 days old, it's a suffix. In other words, if a kid dies after 15 days, you can't do Yibam. Because the kid might have been viable. But you do chalitza because uh, the kid might not be viable. Rashi says, However, says Rashi, that's only if you're not sure if the kid was born in full term. However, says Rashi, amazing chidosh. If the kid is born after nine months and died on day three, the mother's potter from Yibam, Vada is not an Eiffel. You hear this? The whole idea that you need 30 days to determine the kid's not a Nafel is only a kid's born after 7 or 8 months and the kid's born after 9 months and he lives 2 hours, he's not a Nafel. The mother's potter from Yibam. That's Rashi quoting the Gemara Nida. So that's what we just discussed. Now, that's, that's uh, interesting halacha. The, the whole possibility of Nafel is only if the kid was not born to full term. Now, Vidmar, we learned, Mace B'Toychlamid Yoim. If the kid died within 30 days, V'Amdav in So the kid died within 30 days. So now the kid might be an Afel, might not be an Afel. We don't know if the kid's an Afel, the mother's not to get married. If the kid's a Ben Kayama, the mother's allowed to get married. So this mother really should not have gotten married over here. She needed to get needed to get chalitza. Ravina Mishmeid Rava Amar Ravina Name Rava said him Eishas Yisraeli Chaylatzas. If the woman is the wife of Yisrael, she has to get chalitza from the Avam because if she gets chalitza, she won't be ushered to her husband. Because the Yisrael is allowed to marry a chalutza. However, if she married a koyin, ain't a chalutza, she's not going to chalitza, because requiring chalitza is going to answer her to her husband. Yeah? So in other words, this woman, uh, her husband died. Then she had a kid, 
and the kid died within 30 days. And then she gets married. We say, hey, lady, you need chalitza, but if you married a kayin, then uh, we're not going to make you get chalitza because then you're not going to be able to stay with your husband anymore. That's what Rava said. Rav Meshar Shem Mishmed Rava Amar, no, achazun achazun chalitzas. It doesn't matter who she's married to. The woman needs chalitza because the kid might not be a ben kayama. I, she's going to have to get divorced from her husband. So be it. So basically... Ravina said the name of Rava, Eshaz Kayin doesn't need Chalitza. Rav Masharshia said the name of Rava, Eshaz Kayin needs Chalitza. Amarle, Ravina, Rav Masharshia, Ravina said to Rav Masharshia, you didn't get the, the story right. But Orta, Amar Rava Hachi, in the nighttime when you went to Shear, you went to the 9.15 p.m. Shear, Rava Taka said, the woman doesn't need Chalitza. In the morning he changed his mind. He really, Rava changed his mind that that the Aisha's kind still needs chalisa. So Rav Masharshi says, um, excuse me, just the opposite. Ravina said to Rav Masharshi, Rava was machmir in the night to say that you need chalitza. And by the time the morning came, he changed his mind. And uh, he said, you don't need chalitza by Eshes Kayin. So Ravina said, So Masharshia said, excuse me, really? Sharitu? Rava mattered in the morning? Maybe he also mattered uh, forbidden fats in the morning. Yeah, like, nice try. You know, ah, oh, but, the, but the, the rabbi said it's Aser. Nah, he said it's Aser. When you were there, as soon as you left, he said it was Mutter. I know the rabbi said pig is also mutter when I left, huh? Right, that's the, the classic thing. You know, you missed the heter. What else did the rabbi matter when I missed it? Amalei sharitu yei rava may be the will of God, the tishteru aftarba, that he mattered fat as well. Okay, we'll continue with this, Bezos Hashem. Next week's schedule, Tuesday and Thursday. Okay, got it? Tuesday and Thursday. Next week, Gemara, Tuesday night, Thursday night. Okay. We're going to do a little EO now. You can stay at your own risk. It's going to try to be a very brief on, on Lamed Vav Amid Aleph on the din of Kala Oila Liyibam Oila Lechalita. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.